Welcome to Just a Phase, a podcast about modern parenting. Today we'll hear from a mom who lives where other people vacation. Plus we'll talk about swearing in front of your kids with our special guest host. And we'll check in on how my trip went. Hello, I am Whitney Crispell. I'm mom to two girls, Vivian, who is two years old, and Cecilia, who is three months. I'm Sean, father to the same two beautiful little girls. That's right. We got a guest host this week, my husband, Sean. Uh, Drew wanted to fly down to Puerto Rico, uh, where we're vacationing, to host the show, but he just couldn't make it work. So he graciously is letting you know Sean fill in. And I think Sean is really excited to be here, right? <laughs> I'm really, really excited to be here. <laughs> I'm drinking a margarita as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a condition of guest hosting, was that if I let him do it with a cocktail in hand. So um, so as always, I'll, just, uh, I'll give our swear word warning. Uh, this is a podcast by adults for adults. We might say a bad word, especially with me and Sean. We tend to swear a lot. Um, so that's your warning. And that actually brings me to a question, Sean. Do you think we should stop? swearing in front of our children it's a whole other episode i know no i don't is my answer why i like i like to swear that's the the simple (laughs) answer is that i i find it enjoyable in a lazy use of vocabulary that i can get away with if my children swear it won't bother me hopefully we'll teach them not to swear in public just like they can't punch people in public so yeah but i certainly have heard other kids swear and rolled my eyes and thought, oh, I hope my kids don't do that. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I feel like Viv's vocabulary in this trip is like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're around her. She's like so much, so intense. But I feel like it's expanded and it's only a matter of time before she just says like, fuck. It's funny you said that because my, uh, I've been thinking about my person, place, or thing, which I'll (laughs) come back to that. Okay. Why it's related to swearing. No, it's related to vocabulary. Okay. Although if it was a swear word, that would be funnier. Yeah. So last week on the podcast, we talked about traveling with your kids. And Sean and I thought, since we are literally on our last full day of our vacation, that we could check in a little bit and, uh, and see how things went. So you might remember that Drew predicted, Drew, who is not a fan of traveling with children, thinks it's just too much work, not enough reward. Um, Drew thought we might come back and, and and declare that he was right and that we're not up for traveling with our kids. So, well, we thought we would check in and see if that was a, a correct prediction. So, what do you, all right, Sean, so what did, what's the good? What well, worked? So, what's the verdict? Yeah, well, yeah, what's the verdict? The overall verdict is it was absolutely wonderful and totally worth it. Yeah, agreed. What was um, what was I think frustrations that were worthy of pointing out? I think so. We're uh, gonna start with the frustrations. Yeah. Okay. And then a up note. It's your <laughs> it's your podcast. I'm no, just I like guest. it. And then an up note. Go ahead. Well, I think the f- the probably the most frustrating thing for me was mealtime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our habits of wanting to go out to dinner and, you know, find a nice restaurant, that is, we are on our last possible moment of being able to do that. I know. Between, you know, you keeping an eye on Celia and me, you know, wrestling with Viv and cups and high chairs, physically restraining her, just was, 
that was too much. We probably should have um, planned to eat at home more, more and cook yeah. more than we did. Yeah, especially because we always we always did dinner out, and that's like right before bedtime, which is kind of stupid of us. At different yeah, there. I mean, some nights it worked out, and some nights I was like, "What were we thinking?" But you really got the raw deal because once I, if Cecilia was crying, I would and I would get her situated and nurse her, and she would like fall asleep in my lap. Which was maybe annoying to eat around an infant, but it wasn't as annoying as trying to physically restrain a toddler or, you know, get apple juice dumped on your lap. And, and I think the times it worked well when we went out to eat, and this is what we should try to do in the future, is go out to eat a little bit earlier so that it's a little faster. Yeah. And, um, like, and the second time we said no, no appetizers. I was going to say that, yeah. Because then it just sort of lengthens the... The meal and Viv just didn't have the patience to be there for that long. Right, right. And why should she? You know, she's just sitting there doing nothing basically. Right. So that was my probably biggest frustration, and really the only thing that I would change significantly. That and two in a double stroller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I carried Viv the whole time, and and I, which was one of those things that has good and bad things because it was bad and that it you know it was kind of tiring to be honest with you right especially today when we were walking around the city a little bit more but um but the good part is you know her and i are so close looking at everything together and you know she does this thing where i say you want to get on my shoulders and she says no daddy horsey which means you know i carry her and she would like you know pat me on the head and kiss me on the cheek and you know, there are many worse things in life to experience than that, so. True, true. Uh, yeah, I would say, I think mealtimes, for sure, frustration. And this isn't really a frustration. It's just more like a, something I just had to accept. But, you know, Cecilia is three months old, and you know, you're not supposed to put sunscreen on kids who are really little um, or that little. Oh, the sunscreen. <laughs> Yeah. That's the other thing. Sunscreen on a toddler is Holy the Christmas. worst. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you would think that... I thought that the uh, Puerto Rican CPS was going to show up at our house. I know. We have different strategies, too. You would just, like, yeah, sit there and you'd say, method. Vivi, come on. Vivi, <laughs> come on. Come here. No, I, I, I had sunscreen I on. And then I'd, like, sneak up down. behind her and be, like, and, like yeah. cover her face. Go and she'd like go, like, Mama Bear. Yeah. sunscreen warrior on her yeah, yeah. and I would just be mentally Vivi <laughs> please come put this sunscreen on to which she would usually respond by running around the table laughing at me right what no no child sunburns the whole trip which no, is pretty good I know I think that's pretty impressive but yeah so what I what I was saying with sunscreen is you know Cece can't really wear it yet and so obviously we couldn't really take her out into the direct sun. So that meant that like a day at the beach or even really just walking around much is difficult because you had to always think about keeping her covered up. Um, so we didn't get to do as much beach time as we usually do. Um, we did a lot when Viv was one. I feel like, man, it's just, it's really easy traveling when you have a one kid and they're, and they can't walk yet. But they're old enough to wear sunscreen, so that magical window, folks, you know, go somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah, just, I think, too, the shorter trip to the beach is really important. You could still go, but yeah. Viv wasn't going to read a book under the, the palm tree in the shade. 
So you couldn't Much be there for four hours, but you could run up and down the beach with her. Yeah. You know, for a couple hours and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. In the the long sleeve bathing suit shirt you got her, made the pool oh, and yeah. the beach, and the comfortable hat. I don't know if that's like a new thing in children's fashion, but the whole rash guard long sleeve thing is talk about saving time with the sunscreen. Yeah, bullshit. she didn't. She liked it. She would pick yeah. it over the other bathing suit. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so what do we think worked? What worked well? Well, we just said the, sh- the long sleeve shirt, oh, yeah. bathing suit. I think that was really important. Um, Bringing a crap load of stuff. Yeah, the stuff wasn't too bad. I think no. like most of, the, of our parenting successes, they stem from your preparation. Oh, thanks. I can't take credit for for really any of those things in terms of knowing that we were going to have them, but from, like, which seat to bring to keep Celia in, you, you gave yeah, that yeah, a lot yeah. of thought. The car seat carrier that you talked to with another parent about who had used it so that we could check the car seat, you know, really easily. Um, yeah, basically, the, the travel day sucked just getting everything here, yeah. but once yeah, we were here, sucked. we made good choices about what to bring and what not to bring. Yeah. So, but All those little things that I think that you... You were just really thoughtful about what we were bringing and, and kind of imagining how we were going to use them. Right. Made it really easy. I think having the, um, the pool was a, was a huge success for us. Definitely. So if you like going to places that are warm, I think the ocean is not that ideal for little kids. I remember going to North Carolina with my brother and his family and my mom several years ago. And we had a pool there, and I remember my brother's wife saying that about our niece. Yeah. That having the pool there was was perfect because there was no way that uh, our niece Maddie was going to be able to jump around in the ocean. And I didn't really... No, I totally didn't appreciate that. I was like, yeah, I guess the pool's cool, but... Yeah. When Maddie was in the the pool for 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that worked. And then our friends really worked... Yes, yeah. this was our this is our real genius was bringing friends on the trip with us, and they they friends who are like who love your children and are just generally cool with kids. Yeah, Man, that was so smart because sometimes they could definitely sense like, and we were in the restaurant and you were like at the end of your rope. Our friend Matt was like, "Hey Viv, let's go for a walk on the beach," and we were like, "Oh, we love you." Or you know, our our friend Whitney would just you know, take the baby from us. And oh, that was, yeah, it was huge. <laughs> and we best. walked on the beach and you stepped on a sea urchin and <laughs> I did not. Well, whatever you stepped on an eel, it hurt. <laughs> and Matt was there to hold the baby. And, yeah. you know, Viv loves having them both around so much. Totally. And Whitney, she is going to appear on the podcast too, right? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Which is a great segue then into, um, our special guest for this week. So we've got a parent crush. Um, it's been a little bit of, of time since we had one of those. Um, I had a chance to sit down with Diana Ortega, who is a mother that lives in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. Um, she and I connected over social media, so it was really fun to get to meet her in person and talk about her life here, um, her life as a parent. And yeah, it was great. So without further delay, let's get to it.
So I am really happy to be here today um, in from Rincon, Puerto Rico with a parent crush. We're going to call this a tropical crush. Um, I'm interviewing Diana Ortega. She's a mom to two girls. She'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. Um, but I found um, Daya through my Instagram feed. Uh, so we've talked a lot about traveling with kids on the podcast, but just in general, when I travel and go somewhere, I like to get myself psyched up by finding you know, people whose feeds are where I'm going to be. So I went on a little binge of, you know, Puerto Rican people. And obviously now I'm interested in finding people who raise kids in Puerto Rico. So anyway, I found her Instagram feed and was like totally blown away by your photos and, and just thought your life seemed so interesting and, and um, thought it would be fun to get together. So we're going to talk with Daya. And I also um, have friend of the podcast, Whitney Yaks, doing this interview with me. So yes, double Whitney, the same name. <laughs> it's a requirement of being my friend, apparently. No. Um, so yeah, so we'll get started. So Daya, tell us a little bit about your family. Who's who's in your family and, and how did you come to be a family? <laughs> well, it's so happy to be here, right? With you, with you girls in Rincón. Such a beautiful place, such a beautiful house. It's a beautiful day out today. Yeah, we wish we lived here. <laughs> And well, my family, it's Danny, my husband, right? It's Mila. I have a three-year-old daughter named Mila. And Ava, that's a new member of our family. She's one and a half months old. And we're getting used to, to being a mommy of a newborn and adapting to the new life. Yeah, did that, a lot of that come back to you? Or did you feel like, because as you can see, I have a three-month-old and a two-year-old, and I felt like I forgot a lot already. Yeah, <laughs> it, the second time goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's been a whole new journey because I thought maybe they would like be similar, but it's been so different with both children. You're like, they're siblings. It's supposed to be, you know, mm -hmm. the same, but it was so different. Ava is such a, uh, she's so, it's like, how do you say that in English? Tranquila, mellow. She's such mm -hmm. a mellow child. And Mila was a little bit more like, Stressful, I would say. <laughs> I have to admit, it was a little bit more stressful with Mila the first time around. She's laughing because she knows it. <laughs> but with Ava, it's been so, it's been slow. It's been relaxing, I would say. Even relaxing. The second time around has been really good. Good, good. So did you grow up here in Puerto Rico? Or? Yes. Okay. I grew up in Puerto Rico. I was born in Maya West. And I was I grew up in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, right next to the beach. So we're like from the coast. Yeah. So for for those of you listening who might not be familiar with the geography of Puerto Rico, that is the west coast of the island. The west coast. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've always lived on the west coast of the yeah, island. Yeah, we've always been on the west coast. My husband is from Aguadilla too. It's the same area. It's Ramy. Mm -hmm. It's called the Ramy base. It used to be a military base. And now it's open to everyone, so people just live there. And he grew up there, I grew up there, and that's where we are actually living right now. On the base? On yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so yeah, that, then that brings me talk to us about your kind of day-to-day daily life. You know what it's like. Yeah, we try to go to the beach as often as we can. Mm -hmm. That's like a great part of our lives. We live very close to the beach, like walking distance, and. We just like to hike there with our with our children and enjoy. My husband surfs and he skateboards, so that's a big part in his life too. Do 
you imagine that your children will surf? I hope so. Mila's into it, so let's see how that goes. She likes to go on the board with Daddy. He's learning to swim, too, so. That's cool. So Okay, so I have, like, a two-year-old, and the ocean just seems, like, so... Stressful. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's fun, but mm -hmm. it's definitely, we're not as used to it. What is it like to bring a small kid into the ocean and on a surfboard? Well... <laughs> It w he she is working on it and she's she's liking it. She gets a little bit scared if there. Of course, we don't take her like out to the big waves and we just like. There's a beach in Isabela, mm -hmm. that's called Hobo's Beach. It's a really good beach to learn like for the kiddos to learn how to surf and Daddy can push her on the board. So we're working on that transition, like to go to the little waves and be pushed on the board. Cool. <laughs> um. What are your, what are your uh, favorite aspects about living in, in Puerto Rico, living in the island? Okay, that would be the culture, the food, the music, the people, the warmth of the people. It's like, uh, it's like a dream. I know living here is like, I live where you, where you vacation, you know? <laughs> and there's the hashtag about that, so. <laughs> it's like, it feels like that. It yeah. feels like you could be, uh, there's work to do and there's like, like daily life things to do but you can still like escape that you escape from that and that escape is around the corner you know you feel like you could take a walk down the beach like you only need five minutes a day to look at the beach five minutes a day that will like clear you up your mind and you you feel so good yeah. so it's like I feel like I could be on a vacation on a vacation mm -hmm. if, if I just <laughs> walk around the corner and, and go to the beach feels really good but mostly the people the sense of community within like the people where we live there's like a farmer's market on Saturdays in Aguadilla and it's it's really good like the people are, are really warm like, it's it's very nice what oh you need to go to the bathroom okay I'll show I'll show you pause for a minute um okay uh, so you were talking about the, you said the, uh, the people here are so warm and there's a lot of community. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, with, I'm trying to think of how to word what I'm saying. Um, you know, what is it, when you go out, when you go out with your children, when you have kids here, mm -hmm. you know, what what's that experience? I'm just trying to ask about like the tease out any differences maybe in our between like where we raise our kids and the culture around having kids and versus yours um <laughs> so how am i trying to how am i trying to ask that um well do, okay so can you think of any examples of of you know a time when you were out with your children or something that really demonstrates that warmth that you're yeah. talking about yeah of course it's like first we could start with like when I had Ava mm -hmm. recently, you know, if those postpartum days are, are hard and you could get like desperate, it's like, and you have like these neighbors and your friends, they bring over food, mm. they bring, they ask, they ask, do you need anything? They go by the house. Even like some people have offered to take my daughter to the park that's next to my house or like I could go by and take her 
know, let me know anytime you want. And even though I wouldn't let them know, they would still pass by the house and like take her to the park. And it, the park is so close to my house, I could actually see her at the park. So it, it was really nice. And all those that they bring food, mm -hmm. like that's amazing. When you're postpartum, it's so hard to like fetch something to eat for the whole family and they would do it for my whole family, not only for me. So that was, that was really good. And when I'm out with the girls, like at the supermarket, you see how when I'm with the baby or something, people are like trying to entertain the other one while I'm like breastfeeding this one. That's, that's happened. Nice. <laughs> so I, that sense of community and I think it's beautiful mm -hmm. that people are there, like see you and support you. And people see you breastfeeding and they'll come up to you and they're like, awesome job, you know, instead of like telling you, you should go breastfeed another, some other place, yeah. you know, and go that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. When you have people in the community that understand the importance of breastfeeding and that support you, well, that feels good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so do you have, you're from the area that you mentioned um, in Aguadilla. Do you, mm -hmm. are, do your family still live there? Yeah. Okay, so, so they're, they're part of your life? Yeah, they're part of our daily lives. My mom lives like a two minute drive away from me. Danny, my husband's mom, lives like a two-minute drive away from us, too. So it's it's really good to have them around because we used to live in San Juan, in the capital. We lived there for four years as my husband was studying in med school. So it was hard. San Juan was hard because it was the city, city life. It was a lot of traffic. I was alone with Mila and no support whatsoever because our family is like a two-hour-and-a-half drive away. So now that we're here, we're so close to everyone, it feels, it's such a relief. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like pain off your chest, you know? Yeah. It's like, they'll, they'll drive up to my house and help with anything they can. So having them, having them close has, have, has been the biggest blessing. So San Juan, I mean, San Juan's a pretty big city and Aguadilla is still a city in terms yes. of, of but, it, but it's much smaller. Yeah, it's and, it's and laid back. Yeah, much different laid back a laid back vibe I guess mm -hmm. um that's you prefer that like I mean yeah, I guess it <laughs> yeah <you just> said. <laughs> it's no it's the difference is from in San Juan you have to be careful you know yeah. where you go you have to be looking out you know and when you go to even when you go to the supermarket you're like okay I have to be looking out here in Awalia you feel it's different you feel calm you feel secure it's not like in San Juan you don't, but it's different, you know. Mm -hmm. Here you feel more safe. Here you feel like your children grow differently too. Like in the city, you don't have like so many parks walking distance and the traffic and going everywhere is kind of like a hassle. Mm -hmm. Here is more, it goes with the flow. And that goes a lot with our lifestyle and how we like to live, like how, like it's how we want to live by. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. So, do you do you still get tourists in in Aguadilla? Yeah. But obviously, it's different than in, in San Juan. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you mentioned, like you know, you live where people vacation. What is it like <laughs> to be somewhere where there's this like constant flow of people coming in and out? And I think it's really cool because you get to interact with so many people from so many places, and you know, you you you. You hear their stories, where they come from, their culture, and that culture, cultural exchange that happens due to like tourism. I think that's beautiful. The fact that we get to meet people, new people, all the time. Mm -hmm. It's 
and where we live actually is people go there a lot. We live close to two hotels, so we get that influx mm. of people coming from all over. And recently, the airport expanded too, so we're getting more people. Oh, that's good to hear. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious. You know, you said that uh, it's living somewhere that people vacation. If you travel at all, and I know it was a theme of, mm -hmm. of a recent podcast of talking about traveling with kids. Have you guys traveled? What's that been like? Well, where do you go? Yeah, <laughs> with, <laughs> with, Ava, <laughs> with Ava, we haven't traveled yet because she's so small. But Mila had the opportunity to go to Dominican Republic. Oh. Okay, baby. Daddy can take you. <laughs> well, we've traveled to Dominican Republic with, with Mila and because I'm half Dominican okay. and half Puerto Rican. So we got to meet, she got to meet all my family that's over there because mm. my dad's side is, is living in, in Dominican Republic. So that was, that was really cool to get her to know all the family and the culture. It's similar, but it has its differences. Mm -hmm. So that experience and exposure to, to that other culture, to those amazing places in the island. And we got to, we got to go to Grant, like, we got to travel a lot ar around the island and go to some amazing places, beaches, because that's, you know, we love beaches. <laughs> <laughs> you already know that. But we got to see some amazing sights over there. And our, my uncle, he got to take us everywhere, like points of interest. So that was cool too, because he was already from there and he knew where to take us. So we didn't miss a moment. <laughs> That's great. And she also had, we also traveled with her to Florida. We took her to Disney, to Walt Disney World. So that was a, an adventure when she was <laughs> She was almost two years old when we, when we did that. So that was like two years ago. And it was, it was, she, she had a blast. She had a blast. I thought she wasn't going to enjoy so like the rides so much, maybe the parks, but actually she did. She did enjoy Magic Kingdom and, and este Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Yeah. She, she yeah. did enjoy those a lot. We've been talking a little bit about Disney because before we had kids, my husband was like, well, we're never taking our kids there. <laughs> and then we had one and it was like, well, well it would make her really happy. And so to. when the toddler <laughs> is, or as they get older, yeah, it's mm -hmm. like, if they're going to be happy all the time, maybe that's the smart Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> happy babies, happy mamas, yeah. and daddies. <laughs> I know. So, I, one more question about tourists that I just thought of and stuff. Do you have any like thoughts or advice for you know people who kind of you know? Well, obviously, we'll use Puerto Rico as an example. Like mm -hmm. people who come and and visit, like things that they could do to maybe be more respectful or get to know an area, kind of besides the touristy things of you know. course yeah well you should if you're traveling with kids like we were talking about that kids are are a great way to to go out you know go out and adventure because sometimes we travel alone and we like to stay in but with the kiddos you you have to like keep them entertained and keep them you know going and they they're very curious so we could learn from that you know, we can go out and we could be curious too. We could learn and make, you know, take them with us so they can learn about different cultures when they, when they travel. That's an excellent way. And to keep them entertained, of course, because children are always asking, at least my three-year-old is always asking questions. So that's a good way. When we travel, we, we just like to be out, 
you know, seeing everything that has to offers, and mostly going out to nature. You know, nature walks are always good for the kids, and the beach is a great place to learn for mm -hmm. them. You know, the sand, the sea, the water, the creatures that live in the sea. I know we we try to go to the beach so much because she she'll just like it's a new world for her and everything totally. is new and she's she loves it there <laughs> um <coughs> so what are some of the i guess biggest misconceptions about living in, in puerto rico or in the caribbean misconceptions well i have to think about that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean well you kind of touched on this earlier you said that you know, life still happens here. You still have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It, it's still, you have to, the daily life goes on, you know. this chores, house, supermarket, pets, uh, kids, school, everything goes on. Right. Yeah. Misconception would be, like, the part of the crisis. You know, you've been seeing a lot. And yeah. People are talking a lot about the crisis and Puerto Rico's crisis and how the economy is so affected and but really I see a lot of that would be a misconception because I see a lot of young people young parents you know giving it their all to 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 push their families out out of this crisis you know working from their houses and not only that coming up with with new how do you say that looking for the word businesses mm -hmm. they have their own businesses and they're coming up with so many great ideas and I see a lot of that sense of community and that sense of localism too it's it's getting us out there you know mm -hmm. it's you know it's like I'm thinking in Spanish <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it's well so yeah, buying like oh. buying local you know mm -hmm. that's one of the things that's been that's been helping us that people are more aware and more conscious about where to buy where do they buy their, their things mm -hmm. and if it's helping the local markets if you're how what you're consuming they're more conscious about how and what they're consuming so that's helped the economy a lot you feel like that's a relatively new idea yeah. that, that since definitely. you've been living here? Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's something, it's something that's been happening lately. Mm -hmm. in, and people are more conscious and more educated, I guess, in t in towards what they consume. Mm -hmm. And to buy local, they're more aware mm -hmm. and they want to buy local. That's There's a lot of markets like coming up too, so that's been helping people go to the markets and not being not going to the big shops <laughs> right. yeah the big box, the big box. The big that's yeah. what we call them big exactly. box stores so we ha i mean we definitely have heard about the Puerto Rican financial mm -hmm. crisis and on, on the news and, and stuff so and, and i'm you know i'm happy to hear that you have you feel like there's a sense of community forming around this and that it, maybe people are are kind of um, pulling together or mm -hmm. what's the right word um, but you know surely there are like there's challenges in that and 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 I'm sure there's challenges in raising your family on on the island could you talk a little bit about, about them like what really like
like, are there moments where you just get, like, frustrated, where you're like, ah, I live yeah. on an island and I can't <laughs> get this thing, yeah. or, you know. It gets, it can get a little bit frustrating. Maybe this the space, is it's such a small island, everyone knows each other, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that can, that can frustrate a bit. And sometimes you, you want to come up with something new, you know, because it's such a small island and you could get, used to everything mm -hmm. so you just try to we just try to go with the flow as much as we can and when I get frustrated like as a mom we as moms we all get frustrated and it's very important how we how we manage those feelings in front of our children and because they they affect our children and their outcomes so when we see our children kind of you know how do you say that like being affected by yeah, yeah when you see your children being affected by by your emotions we we have to make little tweaks on on how we on how we react in front of them so that's something i've been aware of recently like i've been more present in my in my mothering <laughs> with the new baby mm -hmm. and and my daughter so i've been trying to just being present and being aware of her feelings and and my feelings and how they how they are affecting her. So that's something really important that we should take a moment to breathe. Take a moment yeah. as mothers always to to breathe and and focus on our inner selves and treat ourselves. You know, it's very important to treat ourselves so we can treat our children. Yeah. <laughs> no, and happy <laughs> happy mama, happy baby, happy yeah. baby, happy mama. It's like a cycle. So on that, you know, what are some of the things that you that you do for yourself, that in your self care? Okay, so you're probably gonna say you go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, as I told you earlier, a walk to the beach and like five minutes of looking at the beach is already like oh, feels so good. But anything, you know, yeah. I try to at least go to yoga at least two times a week. That is also very helpful because meditation is so important when you're a mother I think that's key you know looking looking in yourself you know and finding what's what's the matter how am I doing this and asking yourself how can I be better how can I do this better how can I be a better mom so that those moments of meditation and, and treating yourself are really important for a better outcome as a mama and I believe whatever whatever makes you you happy if it's like get your nails done or take a walk go for a hike you know sit down read a book drink some tea just get some time to treat yourself yeah. and your children will, will will feel better and you you'll feel better and your children will feel will feel the difference too that's very true. Very true. So, um, do you, you know, you just had your, you just had your second baby. Um, I know it's still kind of new for you, but are you, when you think ahead for the next few years, do you have, do you have like any wishes or kind of dreams as a mom, as a family of things you, that you want to do? Yeah, of, of course we all, we all have our goals in, in life, and I try to keep my goals short-term because sometimes when we look like long-term goals so much, and as a mom, that could tend to, to frustrate, you know, because you want to get there, you feel anxious, that can trigger some anxious feelings. 
but I just try to keep my, my goals short term. I'm actually very close to finishing my bachelor's degree in biology, so that's one short-term goal yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on because I took a break when I had the kids and my husband was finishing med school. He finished already. So now that he finished and he's starting to work and he'll be getting into his residency soon. So I think things are, are moving and that's what <laughs> keeps me like on short-term goals. Um, it's like, let me finish my, my degree and then let's see what happens, you know? That's very good advice. <laughs> I feel like that really resonates with me, you know, pre-kids and especially mm -hmm. post-kids because, yeah, there are moments. I was just saying this to my husband the other night when, you know, just you have to – you just sort of have to give in to where you're at in this yeah. present moment and, it, and just really accept that it's there and that it goes quick mm -hmm. and – yeah, yeah, and that's short-term goals are yeah, short-term. <laughs> I'm, I'm always when I get those feelings of frustration as a mom, mm -hmm. I always tend to think it goes by so fast, and it's not a cliche phrase everyone keeps telling you. You know, it goes by so fast. It goes by everyone. You know, sees you with kids and they're like, enjoy them because it goes by by so fast, and you're like, hmm, does yeah. it? And it does. It yeah. does go by that fast. So when you're frustrated and feel like you have so much on your hands, you just stop, breathe, and you you can look into your, your children's eyes and, and see how it does. It actually goes by really fast. And they need us, and we need to be present because they're, you know, we're all they have, and they look up to us. So I think it's very important to take a moment and breathe and, and actually think about how fast time goes by. <laughs> and if you can't get there, go for a walk on the beach by yeah. yourself. <laughs> That's <laughs> always come good. Back. <laughs> you are very wise, and I'm pretty much convinced that uh, it's because you walk on the beach every day. <laughs> 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 yeah, sounds <laughs> a lot of great advice. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I think it's, it's essentially we we need to learn as as mothers to to treat ourselves yeah more because mm -hmm. we we get caught up with so many stuff with the kids and husband and the house and work and you know so many things are going on but it's very important for for mamas to to treat themselves and take a moment to breathe so they can keep up with everything mm -hmm. in a healthy manner <laughs> Um, so just a couple more questions before before we wrap up. Um, what do you have? Like, what are the resources you go to in terms of? Um, I'm thinking like books or websites or you mm -hmm. know what? Where do you turn if you have a question? Well, I I really like uh, Simplicity Parenting. Oh yeah. By Kim Don Payne. Yeah. That's a really good book, and whenever I'm feeling like I've lost it a bit, <laughs> I, I go and look, look at the book and review some, some things on parenting. And there's a, when, I was, when I was going to give birth to, to my daughter, Ava, I was really anxious the second time around. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I've done this before. We could, we could work it out. But when I got tense or I felt like birthing, like the fear of birth would, would, 
was haunting me, I would read Ina May, yeah. her yeah. books, and I would, like, the fear of, I would control that fear of the birthing process and and how, right, I would, how do you say it? Well, Ina May's books are, are amazing, and the fact that we can, we have access to those resources, like books, and there's so many parenting blogs out there, although we have to be careful with those, because <laughs> yeah. there's some, you can find some crazy advice in there, but if you're selective and you follow your, your mama's intuition, I think that's the most important, yeah. the most important thing to do, to follow your intuition and into how you want to be with your kids and how to be a mom and I think that's the the most important resource is yourself mm -hmm. and your intuition as a mom yeah I I would agree with that too and I yeah I like you know turning somewhere if I have a question and kind of piecing together but but also trusting my gut yeah on an issue that your mama up. heart yeah going backwards a, l a little bit but you mm -hmm. mentioned just because you you mentioned reading Ina May um, and I just returned to that book before I had um, Cecilia and found it really helpful what's the what is the birthing community like where you live um, you know I mean e Ina May Gaskin is mm -hmm. a midwife and um, you know just yeah what what is the birthing community like in Aguadilla well there is Aguadilla has, has, let me see how I put this. Okay, so the birthing community, at least where, where I'm from, they're, the mama, I have mama friends, right, mm -hmm. that have been able to have home births, mm -hmm. and that's been amazing, because here in Puerto Rico, I think we're a little bit behind in that aspect of, of home birthing and, and being open to, to the home birth experience mm -hmm. but it's something that's been changing a lot lately too as in just like the community and the support it's something that that's been changing quite a lot recently and as I told you I have mama friends that's been able to have their home births but doctors here are still a little bit cautious with that and tend to to place judgment on mamas who who go ahead and have their amazing home birth you know mm -hmm. I personally wanted a home birth with Ava but after I talked with my husband and we saw our options I wanted I contacted uh, a midwife I wanted to who I wanted to attend my birth but she wasn't available for those days yeah. So we were just like, okay, let's just have the, a natural birth, but yeah. in a hosp in the hospital setting. And it was it was a really it was a really good good birth. I actually labored in my house. Like the whole labor process happened in my house, and with my husband. And we it was quite funny the experience because my husband's like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "Okay, let's go." And in the car, everything got so intense. <laughs> <laughs> it got very intense. So he he thought in, in some point, uh, are we having this baby in the car? <laughs> it was 
it was like like a movie scene. That and was I one of my like, random fears with the second baby because everybody says it happened so fast. Happened I was so like fast. convinced that I was going <laughs> to have the baby in the car. In the and car. <laughs> then I had a 30-hour labor with my second. Wow. So that was not <laughs> it was at all. not quick. <laughs> so in the car, it, was, it got pretty intense. And when we got to the hospital, it was also very intense. And we were waiting there for like 10 minutes for them to get us to to obstetrics right and and that was pretty stressful the wait it, it was like it was 10 minutes but it looked like it was like a whole day there so then we got to to the they took us in and the birthing process was like a 35 minute wow. thing <laughs> so maybe i think we were almost having the baby in the car yes close <laughs> we were very close to it and it was much quicker than I was expecting it to be, you know. The doctor wasn't even there. He he got there barely on time. It was my husband got there barely on time because yeah. he was filling up papers. It was crazy. Wow. It was, it was really crazy. Well, I'm happy it worked out <laughs> for you. Yeah. So tell people where they can, um, I guess, find you online. Like, what's what's your Instagram? Well, they could find me in Foto Diario de una Madre. That's mm -hmm. my my Instagram. They could also find me on Facebook as Diane Ortega. That's my name, and that's basically it. Okay. Because <laughs> and we'll post it. We'll post links to uh, to your Facebook. Yeah. Or, or to your Instagram feed yeah. so people can check it. Because I to that's you have to be picky with social oh media because yeah. <laughs> it could take a lot of time and. From even from your kids and your and yourself and right now I'm a, in a little social media break, <laughs> like a week break, so I could enjoy my newborn and the stage and adapt and till everything like falls falls in place. Again, that's wise. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Whitney was right. <laughs> thank you so much for for coming down and talking with us. No, thank you. It's it's been a been a pleasure and it's been so exciting to meeting you girls here in the island and you have to promise me next time you come you'll text me and I'll take you to to Aguadilla and some cool places okay. maybe we could go to the middle of the island to the mountains yeah we'll catch some waterfalls yeah. and stuff. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're down we'll definitely be in touch. <laughs> and it's it's been it's been a pleasure and that's why I like the most about social media yeah. is the opportunity for these like encounters the, yeah. these experiences you know one in a lifetime experiences to meet new people it's so nice me too, me too. <laughs> well said all right so thank you again diana for being on the podcast it was really fun to get to know you um and i can't wait to see you next year because i'm definitely gonna give you a ring and make you show me all the secrets of aguadilla okay so let's get to our picks for person place or thing what do you got sean mine is a phrase journal a phrase journal is something that a good friend of mine uh and a lawyer i work with who has five children told me to write down all of the things that your toddlers say in a journal because you won't remember them, but they're just, they're so precious. And the reason that I'm thinking about that is because of the juicy <laughs> was the, that was the That's phrase. That's the word of the trip. Juicy. Of the trip, which is what Viv asked for when she wanted something to drink. We, we usually don't give her juice at home very often. No. But on this trip, we gave her juice almost every day. Definitely every day. It's pretty much all she's And drank. she just kept looking at me and saying, juicy, juicy, 
whenever she wanted more, which then turned into the rum concoctions. They were juicies for mom and dad. Right. And, <laughs> we had a lot um, of juicies. But there are so many from, we call elephants, fennies, and smoothies, foodies, and um, yeah, no, I many like more. It. So I think writing that down is something that we're really going to enjoy later in life. I like it. So my pick is the website Thread Up. Um, T-H-R-E-D-U-P, no A, but Thread Up. Um, so when we did our check-in on our New Year's resolutions, I shared that I had a little bit of a bonus resolution, which is to not buy new clothes or shoes for my children without first trying to buy them used. Um, so Thread Up is a, is a great website. Um, for, for helping me do this, uh, or for helping me meet this resolution. So basically, um, it's just like online used clothing shopping, but you can also sell your clothes to them. So if you order one of their closet clean-out kits, they send you this giant bag that has a prepaid label, and you just like fill it with clothes, send it into them, and they pay you money for them. So I sent in some kids' clothes um, and then some clothes from my closet, and got like 35 bucks in store credit um, at ThreadUp. So I highly recommend it. I will give a, I'll put a link in the show notes as always. Um, and you can check it out too. So that's it for today. Um, please, please, please leave us reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, and you can subscribe to the podcast there as well. Um, also, please feel free to like us on Facebook and comment on our post. Uh, it's really fun for us when we get a little bit of a discussion going um, and can connect with our listeners that way. Just a Phase is produced by the lovely Winnie Crispell. Our theme music is Urbanimatronic. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Urbanimatronica Woo Yemix by Spinning Merkaba, and it's used under a Creative Commons license. Drew has really practiced that one. He really likes it. So uh, I'll tell him you didn't quite live up to, to him on the spinning Merkava. And he'll be happy because that means you can't take over for him. <laughs> so thanks so much, Sean, for filling in. It was a lot of fun. I will fill in anytime. But okay. Drew, I think your thanks, seat Dave. is safe. Okay.